I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. So let's say you're a foreign-born entrepreneur here in the U.S. You've got a great startup idea, a talented team, and real investor interest. Then you hit the wall. Your visa's expiring. It's an all-too-common problem for startups, but now there's momentum for a startup visa that would let foreign-born innovators stay and set up shop. Here's the world's Monica Campbell. It's happy hour, but we're not at a bar. This is a sprawling office space in San Francisco, an incubator for startups. It's nonstop work here, so a weekly in-house cocktail hour is one perk. Two entrepreneurs take a quick break. I'm James Richards. I'm 25. I'm the co-founder of Advisable, and we're here at The Hatchery, which is a co-working space in San Francisco where we work. I'm here with my co-founder, Michael. Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, my name is Michael. I'm 29 years old. And I'm they the met in Indonesia, where Richards is from. Their startup is an online marketplace for lawyers. Will it work? It might. Richards is one of Columbia Law School's youngest ever graduates. He passed the New York bar exam at age 20. Co-founder Michael Smith is a programming whiz from Belgium. But there's the snag. His visa isn't certain, and it could force him out of the country soon. It's that period in between that is hard to tell what happens because we work best when we are physically in the same place. And because of this visa issue, we're going to be in different parts of the world. In a startup, I mean, you have to be together. You, the partners really have to be together. There's no way we'd be able to mimic this process remotely, and especially in the early stages when every minute is a New York minute. Silicon Valley has long pressed for change, and this year could bring a fix. Support is growing for a new startup visa that would let foreign-born entrepreneurs work with fewer hurdles. Talks are on in Washington about safeguarding the visa against fraud and phony companies and ensuring that it would go to startup founders that look solid and might create jobs. Emily Lam, with the Silicon Valley Leadership Group, is helping lead the push for the startup visa. I think that the entrepreneur community is very much willing to put some hurdles around it so that this is not just a visa that you can pay a lot of money and, and get one. Right now, there's bipartisan support for it, but the startup visa would likely get rolled into comprehensive immigration reform, and that path is unclear. Even though the path is still littered with minefields, and at any point in time, this whole immigration debate could get blown up by a number of issues, it is still absolutely the best opportunity to reform immigration, any piece of it that we've seen in the last five or ten years. Opponents say it's not fair for entrepreneurs to jump ahead of others already in long visa lines. Others say more effort should be made to support U.S.-born innovators. But advocates for the visa say that it would create jobs for immigrants and Americans. Ping pong, the sound of downtime at tech startups. We're at Cloudflare, which does hardcore programming to bulletproof websites from hackers. Its clients range from small companies to political groups around the world. Colombia, Israel, Palestine, a lot of that in the Middle East where there's a lot of unrest, where sometimes the fighting that is happening on the ground, you see the fighting go to cyber wars. Michelle Zatlin is Cloudflare's co-founder. She helped grow the company from three to 40 employees. Zatlin's from Canada and drove out to California after getting her MBA at Harvard. But then she started hitting a visa wall. My first attempt was it was denied. 
And so at this point, I had three months left. First, Zatlin's company, like any startup, was judged too small, considered high risk. Plus, as one of the company's founders, she couldn't sponsor herself for the H-1B skilled worker visa, one way foreigners try to get around this obstacle. To stay here, Zatlin actually had to become an employee of the company she founded, demoted to product manager. Right now, the United States is making it really hard for entrepreneurs to start companies in the United States. And I think that's a problem for the country. At the same time, Zatlin understands some of the reasoning behind the bureaucratic vetting process. It's hard to discern who's legitimate and who's not. I mean, the Immigration Service is not in the business of picking businesses that are going to win. <laughs> but there's worry that, for the first time, the number of immigrant-founded startups is declining because of the bureaucratic costs and uncertain weight. Startups can't afford visa limbo, so they're heading elsewhere, to countries that do more to roll out the red carpet for innovators. Here's Emily Lam again. So Chile, for instance, offers $40,000 per entrepreneur. They'll actually give you money if you want to come here and start a business. There is one workaround that might help keep foreign innovators in the United States, kind of. A company called Blue Seed wants to create a floating startup community. It'd be a vessel moored in international waters near California. No visa required. For The World, I'm Monica Campbell in San Francisco.